The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now on that same day, when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and, and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other as you walk along the road? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him. Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the, the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. I have to say, I, it feels weird to me still preaching on Zoom and kind of being stuck in one place. I miss, I miss being out and walking around and moving about. 
And especially with the story, I, I love this story. It's one of my favorites in all of scripture. Um, Cleopas and another disciple, maybe his wife, probably his wife, could be a sister, I don't know, brother, somebody else in the same household, are walking this road out of Jerusalem. About seven miles, maybe eight miles long, away from the city of divine promise. And they are now at that point halfway between what might have been and home. And their hearts are heavy and their footsteps are slow. And as they mull over the events of the past few days, Jesus' crucifixion and the empty tomb and the yearnings in their hearts and their doubts and their confusion and their sadness and their disappointment, they walk. And I imagine it didn't take them any time at all to get to Jerusalem from Emmaus. They were so excited probably about heading into the city, you know, with Palm, what we call Palm Sunday and the procession and, and all the festival um, that was going on. But it seems to take them about eight times as long to walk home. It's slow going. We're all walking on our own paths all the time and we're all making our own journeys and we find ourselves sometimes on different roads and sometimes our roads converge and life is made up of these roads and these pathways and these meanderings. But Luke's road to Emmaus is the story of the life of discipleship and it's the story of being the church. It's the path taken by a community of people with whom we can share our broken hearts as well as our burning hearts. A community that gathers together in good times and in bad times, because Jesus once promised us that wherever two or three of us were gathered together in his name, he said, I am with you, I show up. And sure enough, as they're walking along and discussing all these things, Jesus finds them on this road and he draws alongside of them and walks along with them and with us. And he asks them, so what are you discussing? What are you talking about? What are you pondering, I think, with such sad faces and hearts? He's always interested in what we're thinking and feeling, it seems like, and he's always going to help us out. But this is the risen Christ, and they aren't expecting a risen Christ to show up, and so they don't recognize Jesus right off. He's just another stranger along the road, another one who pulls alongside on his own journey but walks with them for a while. And then they stop in their tracks and their shoulders slump, I imagine, and they look down at the ground and they're very sad. And then Cleopas says, you know, are you the only person in the world who does not know what's been going on around here the last few days? Are you the only one who doesn't know the disappointment and the heartache, who doesn't know about the crucifixion or the empty tomb? And then Jesus asked them, what things? And they try to explain to him about all the things, the things about Jesus of Nazareth and 
how he was a prophet and all the things he had taught them and how he was so mighty in word and deed. And I imagine they told him about the healings and about the people he had raised from their deathbeds. And they told him about the people he had dined with and maybe the miracle out on the hillside and the, the, the great feast with fish and bread. They told him about all the things that Jesus had done before God and before all the people. And then they told him about the ending or what they thought was the ending and how the chief priests and the leaders had handed Jesus over and condemned him to death. They said, and they crucified him, but we had hoped. We had hoped We had hoped we'd be together longer. We had hoped it wouldn't end like this. We had hoped for better health or an easier retirement. We had hoped <laughs> our children would have their jobs or their lives together we had hoped for sunshine and puffy clouds and blue skies, and we had hoped. Ernest Hemingway was once challenged to write a short story in six words. And without a word, he took out a napkin and a pen and he wrote, for sale, baby shoes, never used. There are few things more tragic than a dead future. It, it's not just the tragedy of what happens that hurts, but the, the gaping hole of all the things that could have happened, but now won't. We had hoped is a short story in three words. Those words sum up the dream that inspired us, but somehow never materialized or the job opportunity that didn't pan out, or the promise that turned out to be false. But Jesus doesn't leave us there standing on the road with we had hoped. Jesus walks with us and he listens deeply to our, our hearts and to our discouragement and our hopes and to our despair. And after we have poured out everything that we could possibly say about these things that have happened and about our hopes and about the one that we had hung our hopes on, then Jesus begins to speak to us. And what he does is he reminds us. He reminds us of all of God's promises fulfilled, of all the things that God has promised and done for us and for God's people going all the way back to Abraham and Moses. And as they listen, Cleopas and his companion feel a, maybe a little rekindling of faith taking place. It's, it's so small and so subtle um, that at first they don't recognize it. They'll say later that their hearts were burning within them on the road, but they yet know that feeling, recognize that feeling, and they certainly don't recognize the one that they are talking to is Jesus. But Jesus remains with us. 
He abides with us. He listens to us. He doesn't leave us on the road, but he journeys with us, remaining by our side, matching his steps to our steps, so that one footprint in the dust overlaps the others, all the way back to Emmaus. And then Cleopas says, well, I guess this is it. We're home. And Jesus moves like he's going to keep on going. But Cleopas turns to Jesus and he says, no, my friend, it's not good for anyone to be on the road alone. And the day is almost over. Stay with us. And a simple supper is placed on the table. And they gather for the meal, but the stranger does the unexpected. He blesses us and he breaks the bread with us. And suddenly we glimpse him, the risen Christ. And we notice maybe the feeling in our hearts, the kindling of fresh hope in our lives. And Cleopas and his companion are no longer sad but filled with joy and wonder and the desire to share that joy with all of the others. And so they leave the house and this time, although they are on the same road they have just traveled, it's no longer the road to Emmaus, but the road to Jerusalem, to the place of divine promise and their feet just seem to fly down that road this time so that in an instant, they are back with that community, those 11 apostles gathered in a room, in a house, and Cleopas and his companion are absolutely bursting with good news. We have seen Jesus, they said. He was on the road with us. We saw him in the breaking of the bread. I don't know how you might have experienced, and I would love to hear how you've experienced Jesus, maybe in unexpected places and moments this week. I know he's come to me on what's been another week on another difficult road. It seems like they just go on endlessly. But it came in a card with a bit of scripture reminding me that Jesus was close by. It's come in prayers and in worship gatherings. It's come in hearing about your hopes and your longings and your desires and sharing too our doubts and our despairs and our discouragements and our hurts and our sorrows. But somehow in the midst of all of that sharing and reaching out, Jesus has come alongside us and walked on this road. And now he will pick up the bread and break it and offer it to us and bless us so that we too can say, we have seen Jesus he is not dead, but alive. And what the women have told us is true. Whatever road we find ourselves and whatever path we may take, Jesus meets us where we are. He comes to us on our road. He walks with us. That is good news. And he opens our hearts and our minds so that we can understand the scriptures. And that is good news. And he offers us a place and a community where we can gather to share our hopes and that is good news, and we have seen Jesus, the risen Christ, become real for us in wine and bread. Go and share that good news.
Amen. Let me walk.